0: What's up, you guys, and welcome to another 5-Out Podcast. I got Jacob Salazar with me, as well as Robin Kim. We're going to be talking some NBA stuff, as well as some college hoops. Uh, We're going to be doing a couple fun things with our NBA, but before we can do that, all three of us are Marvel guys. We all love Marvel, but uh, right now, WandaVision is going on. We're not going to be talking about that. No spoilers here. Uh, we're actually not even going to talk about that series. We're going to be drafting our top Marvel movies ever. Um, we're going to go down the list. Once you draft a movie, it is off. Cannot pick it again. Uh, we're going to go, Jacob has the first overall pick. Robin gets second. I get third. And then we're actually going to go five rounds. We're going to go five rounds. So you guys got to think of an extra movie this time. Uh, just to get you, throw you guys off. The, uh, you know, throw you guys off the scent, I guess. And then uh, we will go um, Snake Order. So, Snake all the way down, okay? All right, Jacob. You got first pick. Who's your, who you taking?
1: First pick, the only choice is Endgame. So, I'm going to go with that.
0: Easy. Solid.
2: Infinity War for me.
0: Hey, I think everyone knew those were the first two movies coming off. <laughs> uh, no... No, no, uh, no crazy, crazy uh, picks coming over here. But I'm gonna stick to the script here. I'm gonna go, uh, Age of Ultron, Avengers Two as my as my first pick, and then my second pick will be um, Civil War, Captain America: Civil War, basically another Avengers movie all over. So and the Avengers are fighting this time. So great one, Rob. What's mm-hmm. your second pick?
2: Captain America: Winter Soldier
0: go Wrong with good old Bucky, uh, well, I guess Winter Soldier at that time and Captain uh, Rogers. Jacob, your second and third overall pick.
1: All right, my second pick is going to be Thor Ragnarok, and then my third pick, I'm going to go Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. A
0: little surprising on the Volume Two, I won't lie. <laughs> but- I always, I, I'm a big, I'm a big number one. Uh, Ragnarok, honestly, is one of the best. One of, the, in my opinion, one of the best event, or not even Avengers, just Marvel movies in general. So, got to steal there in the second round. Robin,
2: Spider-Man: Far From Home. Interesting.
0: I like it. I like it. I like, I like Spider-Man. You know, this third one, Rob. Hey, this third one's gonna gonna go crazy.
2: Insane, man. <laughs>
0: Um, and then for me finish out, I think I got to go with the original Avengers movie. Uh, that one's a classic for sure. Uh, and then I'm going to go, I don't remember who I picked the first one, but I'm going to go, uh, <laughs> give, give me the, uh, give me Iron Man, the original, the first real Marvel movie. I know the incredible Hulk Hawk was the first, well, not the first, but the first one that kind of started this whole thing. Uh, but give me the Iron Man as my fourth. Rob, what's your fourth selection?
3: Uh,
2: Sorcerer Supreme at Doctor Strange. Easy. I'll
0: that one was coming. Jacob, what are your fourth and last selections?
1: I'm going to go the original Captain America as my first pick, or my last, the last pick of the fourth round. Mm-hmm. Start of the mm-hmm. fifth i'm gonna go spider-man homecoming just because i have never had like a bigger drop in my stomach than when when he goes to pick up um i can't even remember her name he goes to her house is well it's not mj but like yeah i guess it is but when he goes to pick her up and then he opens the door and it's just like oh my gosh dude it's just so much stress it wasn't MJ. It was somebody else. I know the actor's name. Can't yeah, remember. Zendaya. The
0: name. Zendaya yeah. is the actor. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember her name.
2: No, it was Zend- it was, Zendaya is <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Zendaya is MJ. It was a different girl though. It was Laura oh. Horry. like Thompson's girl.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, I, I'm remembering. I'm different. Yes, yes. I know. You, I know who you guys are talking about now. I'm tripping. Okay, Rob. What's your What's your last?
2: <laughs> My last pick um i'm gonna have to go with black panther Ooh, that that was my original forever. yeah <laughs> <laughs> it
0: was Drew, it was that's all good i'll give you that one um uh to finish out for me um i'll go captain marvel honestly was it was a very pleasant surprise i i i'm a huge fan of brie larson just as a human being and i think she's hot Damn. as hell um and then <laughs> And then I I liked having her as a lead. Uh, I love, it kind of was the, you know, the push for phase four, because we're about to see a ton of that stuff coming up. So uh, really enjoyed the movie, Uh, but I enjoyed Brie Larson more. So I'll give her that. Um, But we're going to go ahead towards, man. (laughs) That is true. I I did like that whole, the whole scrolls and everything. But we're going to go to our NBA trivia question now. I'm going to, uh, keep it Dallas Mavericks here. Jacob's wearing a Dallas Mavericks jersey, so we're going to have the trivia question be the Dallas Mavericks. Who is the all-time leader in assist in a single season for the Mavericks?
2: Oh, man. Derek Harper, maybe? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. Um,
0: I mean, it's it's pretty easy to think that. It, I mean, for us, we should all know who it is because there's only been a couple of great point guards, you know, Avery Johnson, uh, Rajon Rondo. I mean, ton of great point guards for the Dallas Mavericks, Luka Doncic. Uh huh. But Jacob, who is it?
1: <laughs> I'm gonna go with Jason Kidd, bald head Jason Kidd.
0: Bald head Jason Kidd, I think you're right. I don't know exactly what year. I know he had 783 total assists in one season, but I don't know exactly which year it was. Because he played for the Mavericks twice. Yeah, I'm
2: feeling like it's a young Jason Kidd rather than the older one.
0: I don't know. Think about think about young Jason Kidd, though. He got to play with a lot more talent, or old Jason Kidd. He played a lot more talent, had a lot more wisdom, was not, a, was not as a giddy. He didn't have, have much giddy in his step. So I don't know.
1: Maybe. Maybe. He played with that guy that got dunked on by LeBron, Rob. <laughs> you are
0: insane, dude. So, uh, but yes, it was Jason Kidd um, who, who was that trivia question answer. Uh, let's go ahead and move into our NBA discussion. How far can Dame take the Blazers? The Trail Blazers have lost CJ McCollum and Nurkic for the Blazers. Those are... Two of the three best players for them. Dame Lillard right now, I think the Portland Trailblazers are on the lower half of the playoffs, but I think they're in the playoffs at the moment. I could be wrong about that. Um, but how far can Dame Lillard take this team on his shoulders? Rob, I'll start with you.
2: Dude, I just don't see a future where Dame can get farther than where he has. In the past, he makes it to Western Conference Finals, I think. Mm-hmm. He has to play the Warriors. And now there's so many more teams in the West. Like, if they play the Warriors right now, they could lose to the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Like, I think – I just – I don't think he can do it, man. I mean, he'll do whatever he can, drop 40, 10 assists, yada, yada, yada. But the Portland Trail Blazers, I just don't see them as a team being ever able to – I mean, barring injuries to other other teams, mm-hmm. I don't see the Blazers being able to beat those teams, those upper echelon squads.
0: Who who's in a better situation right now, um, Stephen Curry or Dame Lillard?
2: Oh. No CJ. No CJ. I think I like the Warriors better than I do the Blazers. Is that because of talent or because of coaching? Uh, <laughs> I think I think both. Honestly, uh, I mean, if you're telling me Mellow a couple years ago. Then I'd probably go with Dame and uh, the Blazers, but Steph with Wiggins, Oubre with those that length.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, Steph's defense isn't necessarily great, so they make up for that. And then the Blazers have Gary Trent Jr. right now, starting center, Ennis Cantor. <laughs> <laughs> they do have Robert Covington. I mean, he's a nice Swiss Army knife. But, yeah, I, I like the Warriors better. I think I like Steph better. All right, health, healthy Blazers, who's
0: in a better situation stefford stefford name you guys like dame
1: yeah dame
0: yeah i mean i think cj is definitely better than anyone you just named on the warriors team so i'd obviously make him but i mean warriors i think the warriors coaching is better i think what they their system they have in place is probably better than than with the obviously the warriors have won championships with the system in years past so and the blazers have barely gotten to the western conference finals so that's our trailblazers question um We're gonna keep it in the uh, Northwest Division, talking about the Utah Jazz because right now they sit atop the throne with the best record in the NBA at 19 and five. We're recording this episode before Tuesday or during Tuesday's games, but none of the games have finished yet, so none of the records would have changed if they did play on a Tuesday. So, are the Utah Jazz the best team right now in the NBA,
1: Jacob? I don't think record reflects talent, so I'm going to say no. Um, I will say that for the regular, for as far as regular season goes, Utah is just one of those teams that I feel like is a regular season team. Now I could see them winning around maybe two rounds in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily see them as a contender just yet. Maybe as Donovan Mitchell matures, if they're able to get another star as well. I mean, Conley's been playing well, which is another um, bonus. Mm-hmm but they have a bunch of really good role players and they all fill their roles so I feel like overall they gel really they gel really well as a team and they play really good defense so I think that's gonna help with their record so I think they'll finish as a top I'd say top five team and um, I think they have a chance to win a round or two in the playoffs
0: well and just because they're 19-5 and right now they can very easily lose 10 games in a bat of an eye it's we've seen it happen before and uh, or they can, you know, lose the next 15 out of 20 games or whatever. So it's, it, just because they're 19-5 does not mean they're the best team. Um, I think they're a solid roster. I just think in the NBA, if you're going to compete for a championship or compete to be one of the best teams, you got to have multiple superstars. And they only have a rising superstar right now in Donovan Mitchell. So unfortunate for them, great team, great coach, uh, just – they're a small, small market team, so they're not going to get a lot of guys that want to that go to Utah and play. So, unfortunate for them, they're probably going to fall into the whole just mediocre – they're going to be the San Antonio Spurs but without the championships. So.
2: <laughs> yeah, I like them better as an underdog anyways. I think if they're the favorite, they're probably going to lose.
0: Probably. I mean, we saw what they did last year against the Nuggets against, you know, division rival – in the playoffs, taking them to seven games when everyone thought the nuggets were, you know, going to, going to make it tough on the Clippers, which they ended up beating the Clippers in the, in the semi. So, uh, you know, hopefully the jazz, hopefully, I think the jazz could probably sneak a playoff round in. I don't think they can make it to the Western conference finals, Jacob, that'll be really tough. But if they did, you know, we, we could be talking about them as one of the, one of the, you know, better teams in the West that we, you know, were surprised on, but, Uh, Moving on from the Utah Jazz, the New York Knicks made a blockbuster trade this past week. I mean, absolutely amazing, completely roster changing. They traded for Derrick Rose. Uh, Unfortunately, it's not 2012 Derrick Rose or 2011 Derrick Rose before he tore his ACL. It is 2021 Derrick Rose. He is not the same player. He's very good, but he is not the same what is, his, what is his immediate value to this Knicks team, who's been surprising so far this year? Rob, I'll go to you
2: first on this one. Um, I really wanted him to go up to like a legitimate contender. Mm-hmm. But with the Knicks, it's a nice story of reuniting with Coach Thibodeau and then uh, Jay Randall, DFW represent. But he's more of a, I guess, veteran leadership nowadays. He's still probably their number one point guard. I don't know what kind of route they're going to go if they want to, like, develop their young guys or something. But I just don't think uh, the Knicks, like, he deserves a ring, man. He deserves a ring. And the Knicks, I don't think that's the place where it's going to happen. But we'll see what happens. Maybe he gets traded again to a contender, please. If he gets traded to a, another trash organization or something, it's over. I think his career's done, dude.
0: I'll say this about D Rose. Um, if he's going to run a, win a ring somehow has to be in Chicago. I mean, there's no way that happens in the next 10, 15 years, but somehow, some way they need to have Chicago win it. And D Rose needs to be on that team. You um, should retire I think, there though. I think, I think he will. Yeah. Yeah. I think he will. Um, now the person that was traded that was in the trade for the Knicks uh, between the Knicks and the Pistons was Dennis Smith Jr. Um, Dennis Smith was a Dallas guy. When he first was drafted, he thought he was supposed to be what Luca is for the this Mavs team. At least that's what everyone was saying. Uh, Jacob, your thoughts on what's what's wrong with Dennis Smith and why he's being thrown around like a rag doll right now?
1: Man, it's it's a rough time for DSJ. The guy is hyper athletic. Like he has, he definitely has the talent to play in the NBA, it definitely deserves minutes. I don't know whether it's scheme that's part of it or what, but it's just hasn't been working out in New York so far. So maybe, maybe a switch of scenery will help. I mean, going to Detroit isn't the best place to go, but maybe then he'll at least get some minutes and be able to prove himself again.
0: The the backcourt in New York was definitely, uh, was definitely crowded. I mean, you had, uh, Frank Nikidhi, I think that's how you say his last name. Um, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> hey, I told you guys I'm terrible with last names, um, or just names in general. But uh, Frank, who, who was drafted in the same draft class, and everyone in New York wanted DSJ. And yep. then by the time they made that trade for Chris Tops, and they basically swapped, uh, DSJ was not wanted in New York, and Frank was the more wanted guy. So he was there, Uh there was other, uh, Iford Payton, who Rob knows very well, if COVID wouldn't have happened last year, he probably would have won our Fantasy Basketball League because of Iford Payton averaging 50 points a freaking game in fantasy basketball. Dude was absolutely, <laughs> dude was absolutely went nuts. Um, so yeah, I mean, the, the backcourt was crowded. Detroit, you know your team's going to suck, so <laughs> You know you're going to get garbage minutes. Hopefully he can actually – because he is very fun to watch. He's very athletic, and he needed to – he wasn't in the dunk contest, right? Or was what,
1: he? He was one time. He was, yeah.
0: Okay. I, I thought he might have been, but I was 100%. Didn't want to be wrong. Um. So, yeah, he's super athletic, but unfortunate for him. But the other team in that trade, the Dallas Mavericks right now, um, struggling. Struggling very much. 11-14, and 14, obviously uh, doesn't help that half your team was out with COVID. And you didn't get struck like the Wizards and the Grizzlies where you got to sit out a handful of games. You had to play those games. Uh, That doesn't help out. And now you're getting everyone back healthy. Um, But they're still struggling a little bit. The Suns are their their kryptonite. Jacob, I'm going to go to you first on this. How are you – how worried are you right now about the Mavs making the playoffs?
1: I'll say since it's still fairly early in the season, I'm not too worried. They're still – the in the race for the eighth seed at the moment even though they've been playing bad like you said they had a bunch of players out a bunch of their role players and two of their best defenders i mean kleba and dorian finney smith both out and they're already not great on defense so i mean we saw what happened when they played the warriors getting 140 points put on them (laughs) like it's nothing so i think that'll help a little bit once everybody kind of gets back into their groove I think the Mavs are still going to be a playoff team. I don't see them being a top seed, but I think they make the playoffs.
0: I mean, Kristoff's had himself a freaking game the other night. Uh, when 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 him and Luka are healthy, this team is is quite scary. And 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 when everyone on mm-hmm. the outside is is hitting threes, that's whenever I'm you know I'm going to be worried. It's tough because, like I said, COVID bug hit them a little bit. And they were forced to to play with basically nine guys and Luca was carrying the load and I think it was a little too much for him um, to do all by himself. So we'll see we'll see how this Mavs team does. Um, but Rob, I have a question for you. Is it time for this Miami Heat team to start playing basketball? Right <laughs> now they, they don't even have double digit wins, my guy. I mean, they're nine and thirteen. You know, you're saying, hey, they gotta, you know, they can take it light, they can take it but at some point, you got to turn it on.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they missed. I don't. I think Jimmy Butler missed like a whole month or something mm-hmm. for COVID. So if now that he's back, I'm I'm sure they'll get back on their groove. But yeah, I remember I've always said Lakers and the Heat they had a short offseason, so like. There's a point for the crazy at the beginning, wear out their players even more. They know they can make it to the finals. They did it all year. So I literally just focused on sneaking into the playoffs and then going crazy at that point. Hey, but at some point, you got to start playing those games at some point. You know,
0: I, I mean, I, I do like this Heat team. I think, obviously, Butler not not playing um, and I think that's gonna be the story of this year is, is whenever, you know, when the, when does the COVID bug hit you or does it even hit you? If it, if it hits you, you'd rather it be earlier. And so far, the three teams that really have been hit by it, I would say, I guess four teams, the Heat, Mavs, uh, Wizards and Grizzlies. I mean, honestly, the Gri- the Wizards aren't going to be playoff team. The Grizzlies might not be a playoff team, honestly, the way they've been playing this year, but they haven't been healthy. And the Mavs and, and the Heat need, need to need to have their guys to, for them to be good because they're not, they're not superstar rosters, but they're really good role players. And if they miss out on those role players, it's tough. So we'll see how the COVID affects the rest of the year. But we're going to go ahead and move on from talking about what's actually happening in the NBA today. We're going to move, move on to these. Uh, it's basically a would you rather – who would you rather build your squad around Okay, I'm going to give you guys two names. We're only doing four positions, so it'll be a point guard, shooting guard. Um, the, the small forward and power forward nowadays aren't, aren't you know, they're, they're basically one and the same for the most point. Uh, and then we've got two guys at the center position. So let's start off in the point guard position. Who would you guys rather build your team around? Uh, and we'll go Robin, you answer first, then Jacob. Um, Russ or Kyrie Irving? And I'll, it's, I'll go with Kyrie. And it's today's players. It's not, you know, when they start their, start their careers. It's today's superstars. Who would you rather build around?
2: I'll go with Kyrie. I'm always big on efficiency. And Russ, man, he is in a downward spiral in his career. I, I still remember, like, whenever he was in OKC, he played Miami in the finals. He had, like, 46 points or something. And I thought he was going to be the best point guard in the league for a while. And just like that, the emergence of Stephen Curry, you know? And then he also – Russ also had some knee surgeries, and he is a very athletic player, depends on his athleticism. So he's only going down from here. And even with his fresh start in Washington, (laughs) they're still garbage. (laughs) They're still garbage. (laughs) Jacob, who are you taking?
1: As much as I don't want to say Kyrie, I kind of have to. Just because at this point in their career, Kyrie is just a better player than Westbrook. Robin already mentioned it. He's based on athleticism a lot. And as you get older, it just goes downhill. So overall, just Kyrie, just his ability to score the basketball alone, I would take him over Russell Westbrook.
0: Now, let me let me ask you guys this question. Who's who finishes their like who retires first? Uh, Kyrie or, uh-huh. or Russ? That's <laughs> difficult, dude.
1: <laughs>
2: Kyrie could call it quits. Like, Kyrie has so many years left, but just because of his mental state of him having other things on his mind, he could could just call it quits. But, like, in terms of who's going to be so bad, they have to be retired first, I'd say Russ. Yeah.
1: Jacob? I'd actually say Kyrie. (laughs) I think (laughs) – I just think Russell Westbrook loves basketball so much he's going to try and play until he's 40.
0: Hey, he's going to be a Tom Brady, but without the rings. <laughs> yeah. He's going to chase that one ring and it's going to take him. He's going to, he's going to ride a bench somewhere just to get a ring. So, but I, 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 I agree. I think Kyrie's probably the, the, if, if you take away Kyrie, if you take away the drama for both of them, I think Kyrie's is a better basketball player. Uh, just, just when it comes to pure, I mean, he's probably has the best handles we've ever seen in our lifetime and Never. maybe ever in the NBA. I don't know. Pistol Pete. Can't take out (laughs) Pistol Pete. (laughs) Um, But he's definitely one of the – and he at least passes the ball very well. And I feel like Russ – I don't feel like he's selfish, but he's always been known as a selfish guy. So Kyrie is probably the better better answer. This one I think is probably the toughest one, the shooting guard position. Bradley Beal or Devin Booker, who would you rather build your squad around?
2: Mr. Kim. Devin Booker because he's younger. Only thing
1: I could say, they're too difficult to decide. Jacob, did you gotta let me go first? Because it's gonna sound like I'm just copying Robin every time. I was gonna say Devin Booker too. <laughs> uh,
0: I mean, I don't. I don't think either of you guys are wrong. I mean, I the way Beal's been scoring, I'd love to see him with some with some talent around him. Maybe because I mean, obviously, right now we're seeing you know Booker with. I'm not going to call Aiden a superstar or even a star for that matter, but you're seeing – you you at least have Chris Paul with him and you're seeing what he can do with another guy. And, yes, Beal's had Wall and now he has Russ, but I'd love to see him with, with guys that could actually help him win basketball games and not just win the statistic battle. So I, I think it's got to go to Booker, and I think Booker's just
2: – I think he's a little bit better, honestly. I will say this, like AD on the Pelicans – kind of like Beal and the Wizards, putting up insane numbers, can't do anything. AD goes to the Lakers, wins his first year, you know? Yeah. Beal just got to go to a different team, man. Get, get into a contender, and who knows? They can hey, win the ring. But
0: I love Beal because he he says he doesn't want to leave Washington. He's not going to be that guy that he he's going to, you know, even though it's re- it's really bad in Washington right now, he wants to stay and and at least help this franchise in any way he can possible. So, Shout out to him. I love team guys, and he sounds like he's a team guy. So you're right. If he goes somewhere else, Rob, somehow he probably ends up with a ship. Um, mm-hmm. Send send him to Miami. Then um, we'll we'll switch it up now. So I'll let Jacob go first, so he's not copying Rob. <laughs> Butler or PG, who would you rather build your squad around?
1: Dude, I'd go Jimmy Butler personally. I think I don't I don't know if y'all are gonna have the same answer as me, but I just am not a believer in Paul George. Like, as I don't know, I think he peaked in Indiana. So I think it's just been downhill from there. Obviously he had a very serious injury and he's, I think he could, he could be an all-star again. I don't know about superstar, Um, but I'd go Jimmy Butler over PG. Rob. um,
2: I like Jimmy. I think Paul George is a better scorer, but, uh, just strictly because of his playoff moments i guess uh i want a player that i know will show up at the end because like that's when i could care less about your regular season play if you play if you like turn it up in the playoffs that's what matters most so i'll go with uh jimmy as well but i mean paul george is like a uh, more i guess mvp contention than jimmy butler in his career Jimmy mm-hmm. Butler's never been MVP status, top three in the league or whatever. I remember a couple years ago when Paul was in OKC, he was. Mm-hmm. So I guess I could say Paul, but just because of the playoff stuff, I have to go with Jimmy.
0: Um, I think Jimmy Butler is just a proven winner on a te- on teams that haven't been great. I mean, I don't think he took the Minnesota Timberwolves to the playoffs. I could be wrong though, uh, when he was on there. I think he left before. Okay, he left before he went to the Sixers. Okay, I I thought I for some reason thought he played in the playoffs for him, but I, I guess I guess I was thinking wrong. But uh, I just think any team. Oh, that, he
2: did one time. He did one time. Okay, I think he he, the Rockets
0: and they lost. Okay, so I, I I thought I saw him play from the West, but uh, so I, I just think he's a proven winner uh, on te- on on not great teams. Whereas I think Paul George and I've said this many times. I mean he's a pussy. I sh- I'm just gonna say it straight up. I, his, his days in Indiana. I mean, he wasn't even the, he, he was our best player, but he wasn't the leader of the team that goes to David West, George Hill, even Lance Stevenson, had more, you know, pool in that locker room than Paul George, who's your best player. So, and then he goes, to, he leaves. OKC He goes to OKC against, he's not the leader there. Uh, that's, that's Russ. I mean, he comes, he, he balled out in, in, in OKC and he's balling out right now for the Clippers, but, Jimmy Butler has proved it time and time again. Uh, he beat him to the, he beat him to the finals. Butler beat him to the finals. Uh, and I just love his mentality as, as a player. So give me Butler, PG is a pussy. Uh, then we go to our last one, Carl Anthony Towns or the process. Jacob, who you take in to build your squad around?
1: I think it'd be closer for me if Carl Anthony Towns could stay on the court. Um, obviously right now he has COVID. So obviously I hope he gets better. But even before that, he's had um, injury problems. Mm -hmm. Not to say Embiid hasn't had his injury problems as well. Just being that big is hard to stay healthy. But I think I'd go with Joel Embiid over Cat.
0: Rob, who are you taking?
2: Yeah, I mean, Cat's rookie year, I think was way better than Joel's rookie year. But right now, Top two in the league for centers are Embiid and Jokic, Mm -hmm. whatever way you want to do it. I don't think Kat's in that conversation right now. That's probably because he hasn't played. Um, I'm pretty sure Kat's younger. So if I'm a GM and I want to build for the future or whatever, I'd probably take Carl. But right now I'm taking Joel.
0: Yeah, I think – I think when they first came into the league, I think it would have been an easy Carl Anthony Towns answer because Embiid wasn't a stretch five, if you want to call him that, where I feel like he's developed more of a shooting, more of a shot. Um, I feel like he's been healthier and, you know, knock on wood because I, I, I want him to stay healthy. The 76ers are hooping right now. Um, so, yeah, I think, the, I think the process is the easy answer, but I think, you know, Early on, I think Carl Anthony Towns was running it for a little bit, running like if you had the same question year in and year out. But uh, I think, I think, I think Carl, if he's healthy, I think it might be a tough, tough not to pick him. Uh, Even though, even though Embiid's more of a a traditional center and he's just a huge body. Carl Anthony Towns is a freaking monster when healthy.
2: So yeah, and he's stuck in Minnesota, man. Get him out. Uh, Joel like Philadelphia dude, they literally spent like 10 years losing to make sure they could win in the future. Yeah. So, you know, Carl doesn't have a Ben Simmons. He never had I mean he did have Jimmy Butler for a year, but then Jimmy left to go to Joel. So that kind of says something, you know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I got ga- I guess I gotta say the same thing about Carl Anthony Towns I
0: said about Paul George. Carl Anthony Towns is a pussy. I mean <laughs> that whole that whole Timber Timberwolves organization is a pussy, so uh I mean yeah, and the Embiid, Embiid is definitely a, a guy who who I think is gonna, you know, try it all and make sure his team wins and, and do everything he can to win the game. I mean he's also he likes cheeseburgers, you know, that's his pregame meal to see McDonald's cheeseburger. So gotta love that out of someone.
1: I feel like he's just he's just so untapped in his potential. If like I don't know, he always he I saw something about him changing his mentality or whatever for this year, mm-hmm. but I feel like if he was like dead set if he had like a Michael Jordan mentality he could be insane I just I think it's it's a hobby to him like he's just having fun
0: yeah I I I agree I think I think the addition of D'Angelo Russell does not help him either so I think he, he they just like to hang out and and they like to play basketball and they're good at it so I don't know and I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw a surprise one here for you guys 'Cause I've been I've been thinking about it. I wanna add I wanna add a kind of a four position. Who would you rather build around? A D or Giannis.
1: Oh
2: my
0: Rob, I'll start with
2: you. A D or Giannis. Me personally, I like A D. As a GM, I'll probably take Giannis just because A D is fragile. All I can say. I think AD is better basketball player, complete basketball player, as in able to shoot, the main thing. But Giannis was able to take the Bucks to the playoffs. AD, he had all his help in uh, New Orleans, and then he wasn't able to do much until he went to L.A. with LeBron. So that could be something that you also consider. But just because AD is always on the ground, gets bumped, you know, that's just a hassle, I guess, you know. Jacob, who are you taking in this one?
1: I'm taking Giannis. I mean, I think AD is a more skilled player, but I think Giannis still has some untapped potential. If he could ever develop a jump shot, he'd be unstoppable. Doesn't? I mean, he doesn't even have to shoot 40%. If he could shoot 25, 30% from three, I think he'd be unstoppable because once it comes to playoff time, all you have to do is shrink the floor, protect the paint and just take charges. You should have to be willing to take charges from Giannis, which is a lot to do, but Mm -hmm. I mean, you can, I feel like he's, it's easy to shrink him in the playoffs. He needs to stop lifting
2: weights, dude. <laughs> it's too small. Every year his free throw's gone down since he got big. Every year. <laughs> yeah. Um, this
0: one's this one is is tougher for me because I think if I were a GM, I would literally, you know, if I if, if, if I had Giannis, I would invest all the money in the world in getting a shooting coach, getting the best shooting coach in the world. And that's all he would do. I would say, Giannis, you're not allowed to do anything but shoot shots in the offseason. And his jump shot would be – hopefully would be fixed in a heartbeat. But um, I, I think I would go – I think as of today, I'd probably go AD. I mean, if you, I don't know if you guys have ever seen him live play basketball.
2: Um, I might have seen one Pelicans game when he was young in Dallas, but nothing recently. I, so I saw him, I think, is either his last
0: year in, in – in new orleans or the year before his last so second to last year the dude is the most effortless scorer i've ever seen in person like literally everything he does is like is 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 so effortless so for that reason alone i gotta go with ad on this one but that's gonna do it for our nba talk we're gonna go ahead and take a quick ad timeout here from our sponsor anchor.fm when we come back Uh, We're going to be talking a little bit about some college hoops. We'll see you guys after the break. And we are back talking college hoops now. Um, Rob, I got to give it to you. You told me your your John Wooden Player of the Year award preseason was Cade Cunningham. And I finally got the chance to watch more than a couple of highlights here and there of him. And dude is a beast. I saw him uh, in Oklahoma State beat Texas on Saturday night in double overtime. Um, I mean, I think, I don't, I don't think you were in the minority saying he was going to be the Wooden player yeah. of the year award. Um, but I mean, I, I think not a lot of people had seen what he was able to do before he came into the college world, but go ahead and enlighten some others. If they still don't know about this, Katie Cunningham, what they're missing.
2: I mean, he's everything you ask for in the point guard. He'll lead the team. He's never rushed. He's always at his own pace. He's almost slow motion, but because he's like 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, he can get away with it. Great passer, but he never is really forcing shots, I guess. He knows he picks his spots, things of that nature. And just because of his size, he's good on defense. He might not be u- ultra lockdown or clamps or anything like that, but he has the length. And that's – as a point guard myself, playing against those tall, lengthy point guards, that's a hell, man. That's a hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, I couldn't imagine – the advantage that he has being that tall, seeing over the defense, you know, making some of those Drew Smith passes. (laughs) So I I really think, I don't know, he's the whole package, man. But I really hope just because he's going to, probably going to be top pick or something like that, he might get stuck in a terrible organization. I hope he doesn't though. That's my only wish. Hey, all I
0: got to say, those New York Knicks have the Dallas Mavericks first overall pick. And if somehow Dallas continues not to play good, and they somehow get a top pick in the draft. Cade Cunningham could go to New York. I don't think that's going to happen cuz I think Dallas is going to play a lot better, but yeah. Um yeah, I mean hopefully he doesn't end up in a bad situation cuz he is a phenomenal player, but if he it, maybe if he does he ends up in a in a good bad situation, I guess if you want to call it that, you know, maybe maybe he ends up in like Minnesota somehow. I don't know if that's a good one, but you know, pairing it up with with Delo mm-hmm. and and uh uh, car on things talents might be good but unfortunately well fortunately for osu they officially got ranked for the first time all season they were number 23 in the top 25 um but unfortunately i think they're gonna drop because they just lost to kansas the other night i think on monday night um and i mean they probably were on a little high i mean you just beat the number six team in the country in texas and texas has been pretty damn good all year uh and then they go up and lose the kansas did you get to catch any
2: of that game, Mr. Kim? I did. I did. Obviously, I try to watch as much Cade as I can. Cade did good, not great. Uh, speaking of, uh, he didn't shoot that great from the field. I think it was a poor percentage. So, I mean, if you made a couple more shots, they probably win that game. But, I mean, you know, they just, like you said, they came off that huge win against UT. So, he's probably you can't expect too much out of him considering uh, there aren't that many other draft prospects on his team. So he's basically on his own. I mean, there are g- good players there, but uh, the defensive game plan for teams are to stop Cade Cunningham. So they're going to have, he's going to have those games every once in a while.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, we we've seen it. We've, we've played against it where we know, you know, Hey, we got to stop this one guy. You got to let others beat us. Unfortunately for you and I, uh, in our playoff games, the other guys beat us, so <laughs> unfortunate for us. But uh, I got to give you credit, Rob. Last time you were on, uh, you you gave us a name. I do not remember his name. I know you sent me a post on Instagram about him, but Sharif the guy for Cooper. Sharif Cooper for oh. Auburn um, came back and immediately in his first game led him to an upset victory, had like almost, I think he almost had 30 points, I think like seven assists, but you know, like five or six rebounds you know, pretty much stuffed the stat sheet and, and it makes Auburn a viable option. So I got to give you a shout out there, my guy. What, what about this guy uh, made you think that he was
2: going to be the real deal though, whenever he came back? Uh, He's a ball's life sensation. Social media posts so many videos about him. Um, He's not very, you know, he's not huge physical body. Mm -hmm. He's, uh, I don't know, six foot maximum, I guess, Mm -hmm. maybe even shorter, but he's kind of like Chris Paul, dude. He leads the, he leads the court. He knows what he's doing. He's not going to turn the ball over that much considering he has a really good handle of the the rock Mm -hmm. and he knows how to shoot the ball just because he's not athletic. Doesn't mean he's not good. You know, he can still contribute in other ways. Great passer. And especially because he's playing in Auburn, there's, they have a bunch of athletes. He's throwing a lot of lobs that opens up the floor because as a center on those pick and rolls, you got to backpedal, guard both, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Sharif can either score that, pass it. So I just had a feeling uh, his talent would eventually lead Auburn. There you go. Well,
0: if you need any more inklings, go ahead and just hit up Robin. Unless it's about Rutgers. Or not Rutgers, uh, Illinois. Illinois. This is, <laughs> this is only bad one so far this year. Um, now, well, keeping it in the Big Ten, uh, I did not watch this game. But Indiana upset Iowa, huge, huge, huge. This, this is a potential uh, for Indiana, you know, to say at the end, if they're on the bubble, they could potentially get in just because they say they beat, you know, the number five ranked team at the time in Iowa. And they'll probably be in the top five at the end of the year anyway. Um, so big for IU. Hopefully they get in because the tournament is just a little bit better whenever I at least can watch one IU game in March Madness. <laughs> And it being played in Indiana, we need at least one Indiana squad in the tournament. Um, Bama got its first SEC lost um, to Mizzou the other night. And, you know, we, we were talking about Bama, and maybe they were the best team in the SEC. Uh, you know, it's not they, – they have not answered that question yet. But I think more so Missouri answered our question of maybe – Maybe they're better than what we had thought. you know, maybe uh-huh. they, maybe we should give them a little bit more credit. What's your thoughts about this Missouri team? Do you think, do you think they are a little bit better? you think it was just a fluke one game?
2: I'm, I'll give them credit to say they I mean they played good to be able to beat Alabama, but I don't I'm not gonna take too much out of it, too much of it. Like I don't see them uh, making some sort of run mm-hmm. to go to the Final Four or anything like that. Uh, I used to follow Missouri a lot back in, uh, I don't know what year, but back when the Pressy twins were there, Phil Pressy and Paul Pressy. And then they also had like Dwayne Dedman. I want to say like Kim English and things like that. And that was when I was really into college basketball. So I I like Missouri, but that was the year they lost to North Dakota State in March Madness. It was like a two seed versus a 15 seed. And Missouri's never really came back from that. They had Michael Porter Jr. He basically sat out the whole year and then – now, I mean, they're, they're nice in the SEC or whatever, but yeah, I'm not taking too much out of that victory from Alabama.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I think it's a tell for both teams. I don't think Bama is as good as we, you know, we think they are. And I don't think Mizzou is as good, but it's really nice whenever you can win a lot of games because your conference is not very good at, you know, basketball. There's not, or there's not as many good basketball teams, you know, you're, you're, you're getting handed some wins. I mean, Ole mm-hmm. Miss is not a very good basketball team. So, um, and I could be wrong, honestly, I don't know. Uh, but, you know, I think those two teams have been given, you know, higher rankings than what they probably are just because of the amount of wins they have. And then the, the last thing we're going to talk about a little bit of, kind of surprised, I didn't think we were going to be talking about them this early, and they ended up not losing this game, but they were down to Pacific, a conference foe uh, in the WAC, Uh, They were down to Pacific at halftime and then they ended up winning by 20 points. But does this concern you at all about this Gonzaga team or, you know, or does it just, you know, Gonzaga just allowing themselves to to play to the level of competition?
2: Yeah. I just think they're playing down to their comp. Like they're, they have showed the nation that they're number one, number two in the league and they can start, I guess they're coasting now. I mean, honestly i don't think anything ever comes good out of like going undefeated or anything like that like you can only get worse you know it's incredibly hard to like do it great in the regular season and then hold it on for the playoffs or the the postseason or whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. like i don't know what it is if it's just reality or karma or like bad things will happen if you (laughs) like you want to play your best at the end instead of the beginning Mm -hmm. you know you want to keep getting better and better rather than going downward exactly now if somehow just
0: hypothetically in a, in a multiverse mm-hmm. uh, we were talking about Marvel earlier uh, uh-huh. Gonzaga was to lose to a whack opponent in the and not in the conference tournament just in the the regular season how far do you think they would drop if they lost one just
2: one game oh they're definitely gonna drop assuming other teams that are top five win mm-hmm they'll probably, I mean, just because it's a whack opponent, Mm -hmm. they might go down to five. Also, it matters how they lose, Mm -hmm. if they get blown out or if it's a buzzer beater type of thing. Um, I'd say, like, the maximum, they drop, like, five spots. Okay. I I didn't know if potentially you could see them. I
0: I would say, you know, I could see a world where they even drop to just the number two spot and Baylor takes over sole possession Mm -hmm. of one. Um, And I definitely think, like, yes, it, it definitely doesn't, it's not cool or not. It doesn't help to go undefeated. But um, if you're Baylor and you're in the big 12 and you go undefeated, I think that's different than Gonzaga yeah. going undefeated. Uh, just for the simple fact that that means you played some of the best competition all year long and you were able to win every game. I think you're, you're set, but. I mean, I didn't think I, we we're gonna have to talk about Gonzaga literally until the the uh, tournament brackets were announced because I thought they were gonna have a breeze and you know they ended they still ended up winning the game by 20 points. They were just down at halftime and at, you know ESPN and everyone made a big deal about it. So had to bring it up. Unfortunate that I we had to talk about it, but you know hopefully hopefully they finish the year strong because I love that team. I love watching them. At least I I loved I enjoyed watching them at the beginning of the year. I haven't seen them since, so. Mm -hmm. but that's going to go ahead and do it for our podcast. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. If you guys want to listen to more of our episodes for the five out podcast, you guys can go to Spotify or Apple or anywhere else. You guys find your podcast, go ahead and look us up at five out. That's five. Like the number, then I V E and out. Uh, You guys can listen to our weekly episodes that we release every Thursday if you guys want to see some of our daily content that we post, like our Fantasy Basketball League, go to Twitter at 5 underscore out, and you guys can follow us there. Go ahead and hit the follow or subscribe button or whatever on those platforms because it's 100% free. It only benefits us, so you might as well do it uh, because it helps us out. So thank you if you guys go ahead and do that. If you guys want to check out Sideline Sports, that is our like overarching brand you guys can go to instagram TikTok, or youtube look us up at sideline sports and we post very similar content you'll see from our five out but we also have splitting uprights content that will be posted on there as well go ahead and check those out that's going to do it here for us on this episode thank you guys for listening we'll see you next time Rain.
3: So I took blah blah's word for it at this time. I thought just having a friend couldn't be no crime. Cause I have friends, and that's a fact like Agnes, Agatha, Jermaine, and Jack. Forget about that, let's go into the story about our girl named blah 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 that adore me. So we started talking, getting familiar, spending a lot of time so we can build up relationship or some understanding how it's going to be in the future we was planning everything sounded so dandy and sweet i had no idea i was in for a treat after this was established everything was cool the tour was over and she went back to school i called every day to see how she would do it every time that i called her it seemed something was brewing i called a rumor got picked up and then i called again i said yo who is that oh he's just a friend it is.